Financial freedom has a price. And for Harry and Megan, the couple, maybe soon to be formerly known as Sussex Royal on Instagram, it may be more than they planned for. Hashtag it's complicated, but we'll explain what's going on, plus the results of our latest Money with Friends poll and so much more on this edition of Money with Friends. Welcome to the Money with Friends podcast. I am certified financial planner, Bobby Rebel, host of the Financial Grown-Up Podcast, coming to you from my very grown-up kitchen in New York City. And coming to you from my mom's half-finished basement outside Detroit, Michigan, where we make the Stacky Benjamin Show. I'm Joe Salci. Hi. This is the Money News Show that includes commentary on recent headlines and stories with thought leaders from across the financial landscape. We break those stories down into what matters to you, our friends. And we leave you with a takeaway to make it your own. Big thanks to Ubiquity Retirement and Savings for supporting Money with Friends. Ubiquity offers simple, online, affordable small business retirement solutions starting at just $75 a month. Get ahead of the future with help from Ubiquity's team of experts. Visit MyUbiquity to learn more. That's dot com to learn more. And it's funny how a lot of people, Bobby, used to think that retirement plans, super expensive to set up, especially for small businesses. Ubiquity kind of changes that game. Yes, definitely a game changer and definitely something we need to be paying more attention to because small businesses employ so many people and they need retirement plans too. Two people in the news who you might have heard of before, who we can identify by their first name only, Harry and Megan, just had the game changed out from under them. We're going to talk about that today. Let's see which one of our friends is going to help us kick off today's show. Hey, what's good, everyone? This is Rich from Paychecks and Balances, and the Money Talking Party starts now. It's time for Money with Friends. All right. This piece, I'm very proud of this piece, by the way, because normally, just to pull back the curtain a little bit, Bobby sends me pieces that she's thinking about, and then I respond with mine within an hour or two. This time, I went first, and Bobby's reaction was, I'm jealous and I can't beat it. So you're welcome, I world. wanted the story. <laughs> uh, I totally would have picked this if you hadn't beaten me to it. This so, is... You know, maybe not from this news outlet, but still. There is so much stuff going on in this story. Uh, this comes to us from Forbes and is written by Guy Martin. Uh, Guy's headline reads, Megxit's financial aftershocks. Queen Elizabeth reported to forbid Meghan Markle and Harry from using their Sussex Royal brand. The piece reads, as the tectonic shifts under the Pacific create tsunamis, so the conditions of Mexit will manufacture some havoc-wreaking waves, not the least of which crashed a few days ago in London with the news that Buckingham Palace has reportedly enjoined Prince Harry and Meghan Markle from using their already trademarked Sussex Royal brand. The palace position is that the couple is, by choice, no longer royal. Although Harry and his wife do officially retain their HRH titles, the titles are held in abeyance and the couple refrains from using them. That policy is now thought to extend to their brand. A decision such as this can only come from the very highest reaches of the monarchy, meaning from the Queen and Charles. William will likely have been consulted. Boiled down, the message for Harry is... You can't declare that you don't want to be a royal, especially in the way that you've done it, and then market yourself as royal. It's not an insurmountable difficulty, but it is a pointed commercial blow for Vancouver Island's three new tenants. 
counting young master Archie. It will affect not just the infamous joint Instagram accounts, although it also does that. The Queen's move will change every single thing that the couple have trademarked in their once secret Megxit laboratory prior to their sudden announcement of retreat in early January. That will include clothing, like t-shirts, sweaters, and the like, books, stationery, china, and what's being described as teaching materials. Their nascent foundation, which was also planned to carry the Sussex royal name, will have to bear a different one. The negotiations with the queen and the courtiers who have been responsible for the decision have been described as quite complex as well when they, as well they should have been should have been unclear at the moment is when the actual decision fell but be that as it may the operative nightmare marketing precedent for the queen charles and the court of st james is glaringly front and center at every large royal family gathering and can be summed up in two words sarah ferguson and i just want to summarize what they mean by sarah ferguson so she is the former wife of prince andrew and when they got divorced, she continued to use um, basically her leverage as her, her ties to royalty for various ventures, commercial ventures, like she was representing Weight Watchers and commercial lines of merchandise. And she even um, at one point was caught on a video sting undercover by a tabloid newspaper actually trying to sell access to her ex-husband. I'd, for, so I'd forgotten about that. Messy. Yeah. I totally forgotten about that, but I, but, but once I, once you say that, I completely remember that and how, how, uh, awkward, weird that was. Yeah. But does this feel like a different scenario than that? It's definitely a different scenario because there's, it's not like she's the, you know, there's no divorce here officially. And, and presumably in theory, they'd maybe be able to come back at some point. Maybe they need a cooling off period. It doesn't seem like it, but you never know. But I do think that that, is a memory of what happens when people leave the fold and still can use what has become a brand. And this is only in recent history that the Royals have really created a monetizable brand. And if you're part of the Royal family, it's my understanding that that is controlled and the whatever, I guess, revenue from that goes into one place and you're paid out of that, a set salary. In other words, they're not all going renegade, selling their own different trademarked stuff all around Britain and wherever it's sold. So there has to be some control. And the basic message is, look, you know, if you have a family business and, you know, one child decides, gets married and decides they don't want to be part of the business, maybe they don't get to use the business's trademarks and, and so on, the brand. Yeah, I didn't I didn't understand any of this stuff, Bobby, until I watched the series The Crown, you know, and I was you could put me on the list of people that went, why are we, why do we have these people? But really, um, and they go through this in in the most recent season of The Crown, season three. They kind of touch on it the first couple seasons as well, as uh, the queen is growing up. But but in this season, this, this last season especially, they talk about the value of the crown is literally um, uh, showing the 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 country um the people being a symbol of the people of the country holding things together when things go poorly like these people's job is to be a cheerleader for the uk 
um, and to and to be the the face of the UK. And so when I started looking at it that way, all of a sudden I thought, man, these people have a huge role to play um, when it comes to the way the rest of the world sees uh, the UK and things that they're trying to do abroad. Like diplomatically, it's it's big stuff that a big big role that they play. So to have in that context. To have a brand that is Sussex Royal, which says that you're a royal, and the queen really needs that for her job as a diplomat, as a de facto diplomat, to be able to control that brand. And now they want to go off the reservation and not have anything to do with that diplomatic stuff. If I'm the queen, I think I do the same thing. I say, but I can't control it, and and it really doesn't just reflect on me. It reflects on the people of the UK. If you do something wacko, you know, uh, you do some Sarah Ferguson stuff. Um, uh, I don't think we can allow it. So, so once I looked at it through that lens, I I thought, good for the Queen. When we did an earlier show on this, when this first happened, I was very empathetic to Prince Harry in that. He talked a lot about just being born into this. He never chose this effectively family business. He never chose this life. And the truth is you do see now, and maybe we appreciate more, that they do work. They do. A, they are expected to be, you know, to behave a certain way, to constantly be um, in the public eye. They're doing a lot of charity visits and so on. And really, as you say, ambassadors, and they also help drive the tourist industry in Britain. So I understand he didn't want that, but... If you don't want that and you say, well, I was just born into it. It was forced on me. That's not fair. You know, I can't do this anymore. Okay. But then you're also don't get to enjoy the automatic spoils of it, the the wealth, frankly. And the sort of, it's not, I don't want to say in any way it's an easy life. They clearly, we were learning, they work, but it was given to them. And if you reject the gift, then you reject the gift in in that sense. I don't know if gift is the right word, but if you reject the responsibilities, you also cannot reap the direct rewards they're still going to be well known harry and megan that's all they need people know who they are but it's not the same and the truth is that if either of them well megan is completely is self-made but harry is not self-made he was born into this he made a choice to reject it and it is what it is you know you can't do it do it both ways so i i agree with you i think the queen has a very good point yeah, I was empathetic too, and I can totally see the line between the two of these. And, you know, you might be thinking to yourself right now, so what does this have to do with me? I think it has a lot to do with with all of us, Bobby. Number one is, A, beware what you ask for. Like, think through specifically what you really want ahead of time. I remember when I was a financial planner, one of the top financial planners at American Express wanted me to join his uh, financial planning group. And I would have learned so much working for him. And I remember I was so cocky at the time and I wanted to be so independent. And I was so young and I looked this guy in the eye and I said, you know, I think half the fun of it is learning on my own about, and I went on this huge, huge diatribe about how I really don't need him to create it for me. I think I can do this. Thank you. And then I think about how much now 52 year old Joe says, if I could have sped up that learning and not been not and I could have seen a little bit further over the horizon, 
I could have I could have worked with this gentleman and his team for four or five years, and it would have been fantastic. It would have been great, even if those four or five years weren't great. It would have, and then I'm still learning, but I'm not recreating the wheel that he's already developed. I'm now building off of that wheel, doing even better stuff. And so there's there's always these unintended consequences when you say I want X. I feel like the queen's just saying you want X. Okay, this is X. Like <laughs> you. You yeah. got exactly what you wanted. There's also the way they went about it. I mean, we all have to be careful about how we break partnerships or break ties um, because this is a business. And as we've certainly learned, and it could have been done maybe in a more congenial, is that the right way? Is that the right word? Congenial? Collaborative, maybe. Collaborative, let's say. Yeah. Um, I'm thinking of like miscongeniality, you know, getting along well. Um, it could have been done better. Yeah. You know, it was done very suddenly. It put everyone in a very awkward position. It really made, at first, before we understood more, the royal family um, not look so great. You know, it, it kind of made them the heroes. They were escaping from this oppressive world. And the press really took sympathy with Meghan, who was always, you know, not reported on as kindly as her sister-in-law, Kate Middleton. So I think that that was also a factor, that it made sure. they left in a more gracious way there would be a different solution. Yeah. And people often think that, you know, public relations doesn't matter when it comes to our personal dealings and, and, um, uh, man, just these, these little things do matter. They totally matter. We do this, by the way, uh, uh, show it with a, a bunch of our Facebook friends. If you want to hang out with us on Facebook or on YouTube, where we sometimes also hang out on Facebook, head to the Stacking Benjamins Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash I Stack Benjamins on YouTube. Our YouTube channel is the Money with Friends YouTube channel. So just go to YouTube and put Money with Friends in the search engine. But Dylan uh, has some, I, we haven't obviously verified Dylan's numbers, but Dylan says, I believe British royalty drives about 800 million in tourism. So definitely a job. I buy that. I don't know about the 800 million, but I buy though, Bobby, that it's a big number and it clearly is a job that that, that pays. If it didn't pay, I feel like parliament would have gotten rid of the, the royalty a long time ago. Absolutely. We did put this question, by the way, out to our Instagram friends at Money Friends Pod. And we asked them, Joe, should Sussex Royal be allowed to use the royal branding? And the choices were Royal is forever, or freedom has a price. What do you think our Instagram friends said at Money Friends Pod? In this case, I hope they're agreeing with uh, you and I, Bobby. So I'd say 80% of people said royalty has a price. Freedom has a price. Or freedom yes. has a price, yes. Freedom has a price. You are correct. You're a little bit more um, than the percentage. The percentage was 67%, but that's correct. That was where the majority went. 67% said, yes, freedom has a price. 33% said Royal is forever. And then you have some of the, I asked people how to, you know, tell us a little more about what you had to say. And I sent those over to you, Joe. Yeah, Water for Work said they'll be fine without it. And I frankly, Water for Work, I don't know that they will be fine without it, but I think that's part of, of the lesson. Don't get me wrong. Harry and Meghan can walk into any restaurant in Vancouver and, uh, and people are going to know who they are. They'll probably get preferential treatment. Their ability to rep brands or do whatever they decide to do, use their... Instagram famous uh, uh, personality to, to to drive sales for different people. Yeah, I think that's going to work. That Instagram handle, though, by the way, which I think has 11 million followers. I that, think they have to change Sussex Royal. Yeah, but we're catching up with all these polls that you're doing, Bobby. We are catching up. Money with Friends Instagram is going to be there, what, <laughs> three, four days? Uh, okay. I, 
I like more what the Annetter says. And uh, I believe that if it's the Annetter, then it must be Annette, I would guess. Annette says, you can't have your cake and eat it too. And I like that. I, I like that analogy because that's a royalty analogy. Maybe the wrong country, but very much a royalty analogy. Absolutely. And Vincent says, you can't use the logo if you don't play for the team. Good stuff there. All right. Uh, uh, in just a moment, Bobby's going to blow us away with her amazing big idea from today's show. But before we do that, I'd like to say another big thanks to our sponsor, Ubiquity. And by the way, if you work for a company that doesn't have a retirement plan or you have a company that doesn't have a retirement plan, I'm about to speak directly to you. Or maybe you have a plan and you're wondering why there's all kinds of high fees all over it. Well, in the old days, it used to be that having a retirement plan for work was complicated and expensive. But thanks to Ubiquity Retirement and Savings, that's not the case anymore. If you're a small business owner, choosing the right retirement plan might seem complicated, but Ubiquity makes it easy to save for the future on your terms and for once within your budget. In just a few clicks, you can see 401k plans designed by experts online, or you can talk to them and tailor a plan that meets your specific needs and the needs of your employees. Ubiquity is affordable flat fee plans, easy for me to say, start at just $75 a month. Whether you're a solopreneur, you have a team of 100 employees, everybody gets the same exceptional service at Ubiquity. Kickstart your future at myubiquity.com or send your boss here. That's M-Y-U-B-I-Q-U-I-T-Y.com to learn more. Big thanks to our friends at Ubiquity. And um and 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 definitely, I remember when I was a financial planner, how many people would come into my office, Bobby, and say, "I've got a problem," and that's that I work for this small company. My boss says that it's too expensive to have a retirement plan, so I got to figure out something else. And that was always so difficult to do. But Ubiquity makes it easier for your boss. Solving problems. All right, you ready? What's what's our takeaway? Plan your exit strategy more carefully. Former colleagues can be the best allies, but only if you think carefully about how you say goodbye. That's very succinct to the point. I don't think I can beat it. Mine is just that the the old adage of it isn't always what you know, it is who you know. And in this case, Harry and Megan, they're going to be able to glean off of who they know to do just fine on their own, but also who you know in this case does not give you carte blanche to just go use any any symbol that you used to be associated with. Now that they are a little bit removed from the crown, I think they should have done a better job of thinking about what their brand was going to be afterwards. And clearly, I can see them, uh, Bobby, regrouping and doing just fine. But I think there's a lesson in there for all of us. Absolutely. Well said. Well, thank you. Likewise, Bobby and I are back on Monday. We're going to be talking about, uh, boy, all this horrible stuff hitting our friends in China, increasingly the rest of the world, the coronavirus, but big news out of uh, U.S. companies about earnings when it comes to the coronavirus. We'll have that on Monday. Until then, we'll see you again back here next time at Money with Friends. Bye-bye. This show is created and hosted by Joe Salcihai and Bobby Rebel, and is a joint venture of BRK Media LLC and Stacking Benjamins LLC, copyright 2020. 
Ryan Sini, and Nicole Thornhill from Pro Podcast Solutions engineered this show, and Ashley Wall is the producer. For a list of the thought leaders who appear on the podcast, head to our website, moneywithfriendspodcast.com. You can also check out our schedule for upcoming recording sessions so you can join us and be a part of the show. As with anything, remember, you shouldn't take advice from any of us or other video or podcasts without first talking to your financial advisor and that the people in this episode are here for your and their entertainment purposes only. I'm Joe's mom's neighbor, Doug, and we'll see you back here next time with another episode of Money with Friends.